Welcome to the St. Gabriel Catholic Radio Weekly Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus for the fifth week of Easter. Your Excellency, Christ is risen. Indeed, he has risen. Happy Easter. Well, the Easter season, as we've spoken a few times, uh, lasts for quite some time until the ascension of our Lord, 50 days in. Well, actually beyond the ascension and then into Pentecost. Ah, so we still have a couple more weeks then. Yep, exactly. In a sense, well, with the the calendar, um, when uh, Ascension fell on Thursday, as it does still in uh, certain provinces, um, when we observe the Ascension on Thursday, you sort of have a novena after the Ascension um, from uh, like a nine-day period of prayer, come Holy Spirit, praying for the coming of the Holy Spirit. So Ascension comes in on the 40th day, and then Pentecost on the 50th. Mm. That's beautiful. And we're in the midst of hearing who Christ is during our readings over the last few weeks. Um, the Good Shepherd, He's the Vine. And this week uh, we kind of take another shift, don't we, today in our readings? In, indeed. Well, in we where the gospel takes us both on Sundays and during the week in these last couple of weeks, the, the gospel takes us to the table of Jesus on the night before he died, to the table at the Last Supper. Um, you know, one of the things I say these days at Confirmation is John's gospel has 21 chapters in it. Five of those chapters are devoted to that one evening. Isn't that pretty amazing? That is you amazing. Know? And he speaks to them about their relationship, about their friendship. He speaks to them about how much he loves them and how they can trust in him, but he asks them to love one another and um, and to, to remain in him. And so you're right. Sunday we had the vine and the branches. Um, and then today, um, today he speaks some words that I think have a great deal of importance for us today, he gives the gift of peace. And this will sound familiar to you because we say this prayer in the Holy Mass, in between the Our Father and Holy Communion. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. So do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. That's easier said than done. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And I find myself fascinated, not as the world gives peace do I give peace. And that I have to sit and think about that a little bit. And, and, you know, when you think about it, how does the world give peace? Well, I I would say I come up with two ways. Some people might be able to take this even a little deeper. But the world gives peace sometimes not in a good way by oppression. You know, Jesus lived in that period of time called the Pax Romana, the, the, that 200-year period of peace. But that was because the empire had its thumb on everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one victor, one mighty power. And it, it, they kept peace by keeping everybody in line. That's not peace. That's not peace at all. Um, the s- second way that the world gives peace, and this is probably the more common way, is through a negotiated peace. And, you know, as limited human beings and uh, as people living in a a, a pluralistic society, pluralistic world, that may be the best we can come up with sometimes. So I'm not knocking this, but a negotiated peace is based on terms and conditions. Mm. 
Jesus' peace is different. Jesus' peace is freely given. It's unconditional. It's total. And it's permanent, eternal. I give you my peace. And, and in fact, what he says is, he, he's saying, I, in, in giving his peace, he gives us his very, very self. Not as the world gives peace. You know, we can only, in, in our world, we're going to do the best that we can, but we can only do so much. But Jesus gives us peace in a much, much deeper way. And that, I think, has to shape our Catholic approach to giving peace and to seeking peace in the world. You know, um, so, so for example, um, you, you know, we, we talk about peace and, 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 and justice. We talk about the reality of, of violence. Um, sometimes, you know, peace is sought by mob rule and that's not good. And, 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 you know, that works on both sides of the political spectrum. Um, but you know, mob rule kind of tries to just impose something and that's, that's not peace. That's not peace. Peace is the gift that Jesus gives us, and it, 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 it's total. And, and I think what we need to do is, is seek his kind of peace. So, so, for example, you know, one of the things that really troubles me right now in our society, right here in the Columbus area, is the rise of violence. You know, I recently wrote to the priest, and I noted some statistics. Back in uh, last year, at one point, I wrote a letter and spoke about violence and, and <clears throat> noted that in 2019, we, um, in 2019, we had two, I think, 104 murders in this city. Now, that result, that, was, that came to about two a week. In the middle of April, we were already at 60. Do you know what that means? That means we're well on the way of doubling that number, which was already too high. There's something that that we need as a society to pause, to think about. And we as Catholics have to approach it from a Catholic way. What is Jesus teaching us in this moment? And I'm not saying I have answers, but I'm saying that a Catholic perspective says, hey, stop a minute. And let's take a look and say, what is Jesus trying to teach us? And where is he trying to get us to go? Um, you know, um, the, we, we've seen some of the uh, difficulties and um, we, we've seen s- some, some difficulties with, with, within the law enforcement community, but mo- most recently we see we're reminded of the dangers that the law enforcement community faces every day. When you have this level of violence uh, and you're called to some kind of a domestic dispute or to some kind of a street fight, you don't know what you're facing. You're facing you're facing real danger. We also realize that uh, the offices are are entrusted with having to make split second decisions to protect life, and so life it gets very very complicated. But but some of the real problems are the societal things that lead to violence, and um, at, at at an alarming alarming rate uh, rate. And so you know that's something we need. as a society to be able to to address. And that's not going to happen through pressure. That's not going to happen uh, through uh, mob rule. Um, And and we have, as Catholics, have something to contribute to the conversation by seeking ourselves the peace of Jesus and trying to be instruments of that peace. 
You're listening to Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, as we discuss today's reading, uh, John 14. Jesus said to his disciples, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Bishop Brennan, you're talking about uh, how the world gives peace, uh, sometimes through oppression, sometimes through a negotiated peace. So practically, how can we bring peace into a tense situation? Well, you know, um, one of the things that um, I remember, I go back to uh, St. Paul VI when he spoke uh, to the UN, he he said he had two things. One, it was, uh, you know, war no longer. And then he spoke about, he has that great line, there's no peace without justice. But again, there too, the world, you know, ju- the world looks at justice in a different way, in a skewed way. Justice is 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 often reduced to revenge. Mm-hmm. So what is, how do we, how, that's a good question. How can we as, as Catholics, uh, having me, encountered the peace of Jesus, bring that peace to the world. It begins always with a profound respect for human life. It begins with a, 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 a profound respect for the dignity of every human person. It mean, it, Well, actually, I should go back further. It begins even before that. It begins with last Sunday's reading. It begins with being connected to Jesus. I am the vine and you are the branches. Apart from me, you have no life. So it begins with, 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 with our being so connected like a vine and the branch to, to Jesus so that we, in, in fact, can experience this peace. But then for us to take it out, then we, be, then we take the step by with profound respect. It means profound respect for the dignity of every human person from the very, very beginning of life to the last moment of, of uh, life in its natural form. Um, you, you, you can't say that some lives are expendable. You just can't say it. You know? um, because once you go down that path, it's a very uh, steep and slippery slope. You know, so, so you cannot... You can't go anywhere without that recognition of the dignity of every human person, and then, but that carries over into every human person, and 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 so it means, in terms of race, it means in terms even of behavior, and and lifestyle. We we have to look at everybody. It doesn't mean we you know speak the truth with love. It doesn't mean I, I'm not a big fan of that word tolerance because tolerance means putting up with. I mean respect. And it, and it means sometimes respect means speaking the truth with love, but that's w- one step. The other step, part of be, of respect, part of that deep, profound respect for every human life, involves listening deeply and carefully to one another. I mean, you know, um, we we you mentioned before Jesus, the good shepherd. One of the things that the good shepherd does is he walks in the midst of his flock, listening to them. Jesus cares about me personally. He cares about you personally. And he wants to walk with you, and he wants to listen to your concerns and your fears and and just patiently listening. Wow, that's a hard thing to do, and it's really a rare gift. But that's a second step. Um, So profound respect, listening carefully. It involves extreme charity. I've been using that word. It means, you know, um, 
putting living outside of ourselves. My life is not about me alone. Um, it, it's about God and others. And so it means not living, seeking my own desires and my own good, but listening carefully, listening carefully to the Lord, listening carefully to one another, being attentive to where the needs are and trying to respond by the, the goodness of my life um, and using the gifts that God has given to me. So those to me are kind of the building blocks. Um, and, and where does it begin? Well, it begins at home. It begins with the people around us. It begins, you know, it's one thing to walk around crying, out for peace, crying out for justice, and then uh, being a real bear at home. Mm. So it begins, you know, with the people that we see every day. Um, and and then it goes beyond that into all the places where we encounter people being living signs of that hope. And, and, and then we seek larger reform and changes in, in the world. Um, I, I often quote um, St. Oscar Romero, the... Uh, Archbishop of um, San Salvador, who was martyred back in the, I don't know if it's the late 70s or early 80s, but one of the things he said is the greatest um, transformation, the greatest revolutionary transformation is the conversion of a Christian soul. You know, the and so so I think uh, living in, in that way. And, and then I think one other thing I would add is I think we have to think critically. You know, not not get swept up by mob rule, um, but think think critically, and you know what that means for us in a practical way. It, it means that we identify as being disciples of Jesus as Catholic Christians, rather than by political party or affiliation or outlook. Um, in today's world, it's the opposite way around. It begin, you know, it begins with uh, you know this is. I, I, uh, sometimes it's a political party, Democrat, Republican, but sometimes it's a particular cause. But if that's what defines our life, then we're missing out on the peace of Jesus. Bishop Brennan, I can't thank you enough for your words of encouragement today and the words rooted in our Lord Jesus and the challenge for us to be those true disciples. Uh, today's first reading the disciples said it's necessary to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. And we're going through some of those hardships now, aren't we? We are. That we are. And and then to face those hardships with the courage, the conviction, the boldness of what it means to be a true disciple of Jesus, grafted onto him like the vine and the branches. Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer and a blessing? Sure, and we pray in a very special way for all those who do suffer violence, um, for all those who are cast to the fringe, for all those who watch over and protect our community and those who serve our nation at home and overseas. And in this time of the resurrection, we join with the Blessed Virgin Mary in proclaiming and rejoicing in the resurrection of Jesus, whereby he conquered over every bit of sin and death. Queen of heaven, rejoice. Alleluia. For the Son whom you merited to bear, Alleluia, has risen as he said. Alleluia. Pray for us to God. Alleluia. 
Rejoice and be glad, O Virgin Mary. Alleluia. For the Lord is truly risen. Alleluia. 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 And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And thank you, our listeners, for joining Bishop Brennan for his weekly faith dialogue on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio during the fifth week of Easter. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.